Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Motor. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. We're right smack dab in the middle of the love season, February, the yeah. Valentine season. We're also wrapping up Black History Month. Yep. Um, and I think there is no song that better incorporates those two sure. together. Yeah. Yeah. Than this one. That's right. And uh, you know what we're talking about today? They should stay together. They should stay together. You know what I mean? This they is should. good stuff. Um, let's jump in right out the gates and hear what we're talking about. A little Al Green, not to be confused with AC Green, True. who would never play this song. <laughs> and y'all know why. Let's try <laughs> Let's Stay Together by Al Green. <laughs> Oldest living virgin. AC Green. Yeah. Still? Still a virgin. Wow. AC Green. Okay. Oldest living virgin. Oldest living virgin. So smooth. I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do is all right with me. Cause you make me feel so brand new. I want to spend Two dudes listening to Al Green. That's right. Nothing yeah. weird at all about that. Oh, nah, man. What friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark? That's right. <laughs> From uh, uh, Adam Gilmore, right? Yeah. Is it that one? I mean, it was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. Friends listen to Al Green just hanging out. It's fine. <laughs> um, from the 1972 album Let's Stay Together. And that was, it was kind of a single before that. I'm going to talk about the impact of the single. Uh, but the, um, the, the single itself has, a, has an album cover that is. It's cool because Al Green is on it and he's wearing a sweet jacket. Oh yeah. His jacket is incredible. Oh yeah. Uh but it's got his name is supposed to look like it's spray painted on the wall, I think. <laughs> and it's Al Green in like bright lime fluorescent green. Yeah, fluorescent green. And it's sort of like half dripping. I'll tell you what it looks like. Do you remember the album cover to um uh, that band Green Jelly? Uh, or green, it was green jello, and then they got sued. They had to change to green jelly, and they did the little pig, little pig, let, let me in. in. I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what it looks like, or okay. like uh, Ugly Kid Joe. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. That's, that's what it, lo- it looks like. Something from the grunge, uh-huh. you know, early '90s <laughs> era. Uh, it doesn't look but he's like. Still trying to look. He looks like he's trying to be in West Side Story. Yeah, know, against the wall. His hair's awesome. His jacket's awesome. The 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 type on the on the is not. Yeah, that's, that's not, awesome. not it. Uh, it doesn't look like 1972 for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it looks like you can't do that on television. You remember oh, the show for yeah. Nickelodeon with the ooze? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what it looks like. It just says Al Green. Oh, I like that. Instead that's, of that's perfect. There you go. That's it. Um, but the jacket's popping though. The jacket is the jacket looks like it came straight out of the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, it looks like Finn's oh, jacket yeah. or something that like that. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Um, so anyway, uh, written by Al Green, uh, Willie Mitchell, who also produced it, and Al Jackson Jr., who we'll definitely talk about later. Legend. 
Legend. Low-key legend. Uh, it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the U.S. R&B charts, number one on the U.S. Cashbox chart, number one on the Billboard Hot Soul Singles chart. The song was huge. Number seven in the U.K., number 36 on the U.S. Adult Contemporary chart. Is that racist? Is that racist? How are you going to go number one on the Hot 100, which is the overall all-encompassing chart, the R&B chart, the Hot Soul Singles chart, and be number 36 on the AC chart? I feel like Celine Dion has something to do with this. She, I feel like she's very territorial with the adult contemporary chart. Um, forget the fact that it was 1972. Anyway, I'm calling, I'm calling shenanigans on that. It is number 60 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs list. That's significant, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, a bad-to-the-bone song. It is uh, sandwiched between number 61, A Whole Lot of Shaking Going On by Jerry Lee Lewis, which feels high to me, but I think that's probably writing on impact, mm-hmm. right? Um, and number 59, this is how big this is. Is, okay, because we know how Rolling Stone feels about Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Right. So number 59 is the times they are changing. OK, this is one notch below it, according to Rolling Stone. Like it yeah. is it is as love songs go. It is really, really up there. Mm-hmm. It's positive. It's sweet. Yeah, it's sort of. It, it's tender. Uh, even, you gotta have a song about staying together. I mean, that's great. Yeah, like that's, that's you awesome. know, so, so many breakup, songs. so many breakup songs. We've talked about this. Like Taylor Swift would never write "Let's Stay Together." Yeah, right. She should. She, no. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's just one of those all-time sweet songs. Um, and I, I might as well. We I, I mentioned this before we recorded, and now seems as good a time as any to talk about it. The the for me, I think this belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Of like sentimental wedding reception songs. Okay, not necessarily like dance floor wedding songs. Okay, then but I, I just thought we were doing wedding reception songs. No, hit me, hit me with them because because so, I I broke mine into categories. Okay. Oh so, yeah. So I thought, well, if it's going to be a Mount Rushmore, you got to have four different categories. You've okay. got your. Oh, I see. You've got your uh, garter toss, your bouquet toss. Sure. So that section, I was torn between all the single ladies and oh. girls just want to have fun. Okay. So I put all the single ladies in there. I feel okay. like that's played all the time. That would be the one. Okay. Um, your crowd involvement song. Um, where I put uh, Sweet Caroline and Shout, Shout yeah. and I thought mm. Shout's got to make it. Yeah. So that's number two on my Rushmore. That um, would be the Isley Brothers. Uh, the Isley. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know you, you make, make me wanna. wanna. Yeah. Break my word. Not, yeah. not Tears for Fears. No. <laughs> Let it all out. Yeah. Which we will do a Tears for Fears song. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully with a special guest, Teaser. Yes, yes. Um, The dance song, the first thing you got, I Want to Dance with Somebody, or Cha-Cha Slide. Which I think every, sadly, sadly, yeah, Cha-Cha I think Cha-Cha Slide, is, slide really gets people minutes. to the floor. That's right. Really Everybody, does. clap your hands. Clap, yeah. clap, 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 clap. And then slow dance song, um, yeah. which I would call, or where I think we would put this one, sentimental song. Yeah. Um, I think this one would take the cake. So I don't think these other three would knock it off. So this would be the one. Um, but the ones that would be in that contention, uh, "You Are So Beautiful," Joe Cocker. Oof. That one, uh, "Wonderful Tonight." I feel like yeah. it's played there a lot. And since I'm from the South. I feel like every wedding I go to has Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. Really? Yes. When really? I was growing up, I felt like that was there. That was in my <laughs> weddings that I went to. That's Wouldn't funny. make my list. But. I, think, I think my Mount Rushmore would be, uh, and this is just, I didn't go categories. I didn't separate. Sure. So I just sort of discounted dance floor songs. Okay. This is just so like, I was offended. Cinema. I actually went to brides.com because they had an article on there, 100 most requested songs for wedding receptions. And okay. number one. Like, it, I get it, but it just was – I was thinking of wedding songs a different way than this. But the n- number one on Brides.com was Uptown Funk 
Really? Uh, Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars, yeah. So, okay, um, to get the crowd, but I, to get the... Yeah, you know, guess, it, to it, the... that to me, yes. When I'm thinking wedding reception songs, I'm thinking like... The slow dance part. F- yeah, the, the, the fun, the, the sweet side. They're talking about like, I, when you say Uptown Funk... I just start thinking of sweaty people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crowd involved. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. in one dance floor. So going crazy. Yeah. Mine, I think, would go Let's Stay Together, uh-huh. Wonderful Tonight. I okay, agree cool. with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I swear, my all for one. Oh, yeah. Not John Michael Montgomery. No, no, Sorry. no. no. Um, oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah. And um, maybe modern, something modern. Uh, maybe thinking out loud by Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, that's yeah. good. One. Yeah, I figured um, there have to be some sort of Ed Sheeran song on there. Yeah, what's Another, that Jason Mraz song that I won't give up? I felt like that one. Yeah, was played there a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few. There's a few more that I thought of. You had your Shania Twain. You're still the one. Uh-huh. I never cared for it. Um, the way you look tonight, classic. If you're mm. going to go crooners, you know what's you funny? Know what I mean? We're in a wedding band, and we only do one of the songs that we <laughs> mentioned, which is wonderful. <laughs> true, but we're really good. Book uh, biscuits and gravy for yeah, your next trip. I could go. All of Me, John Legend yeah. is another contemporary uh, classic. Yeah. That one you uh-huh. could swap out yeah. for Ed Sheeran. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, Fun I was game. Mount Rushmore. Okay, so let's. Uh, By the way, let's stay together is not on the list on brides.com of the hundred most requested at all. Oh my god, crazy, right? That's good. Um, good tune. Yeah. So speaking of, okay, so this song was also let's stay together is also ranked number eleven on Billboard's year end Hot 100 singles of nineteen seventy two. Okay, so number eleven song on Billboard for that year of the of the top singles. I'll go ahead and give you the top ten because okay. these are the kind of the things that we're interested in. Um, a lot of these songs I couldn't even had couldn't even tell you what they are. Okay, which shows you the staying power of Let's Stay Together. Um, so number 10 was Daddy Don't You Walk So Fast by Wayne Newton. I don't even know that song. I don't either. Okay. It sounds sad as crap, though. <laughs> um, Brand New Key by Melanie. I don't know that one either. Yeah, me neither. I don't even know who that is. Um, <laughs> number 8, Baby Don't Get Hooked On Me by Mac Davis. What in the no. world? No, okay, over three so far. Number 7, Lean On Me by Bill Withers. Okay, yeah. Finally yeah. something we can latch on to. Yeah. Um, you mean by I, DC Talk, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, number 6, <laughs> I Gotcha by Joe Tex. Sorry. I don't know what this is. <laughs> these are the top. These are supposedly the top ten singles of 1972 on okay. Billboard. Uh, number five, "The Candyman" by Sammy Davis Jr. Okay, okay. For, I didn't realize that song was. I would have thought this song was older than that, but okay. Uh, so that 1972. Uh, number four, "Without You" by Harry Nilsson. I know Harry Nilsson, yeah. and I probably should know that song. Uh, number three, "American Pie." Oh, wait, is that "I Can't Live If Living Is Without You"? I Maybe. Can't live. I think Maybe it's that it one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's that one. Okay, cool. Um, American Pie? Which immediately makes me think of the video of the lady singing. The lady, oh, the lady yeah. Singing, to Libra Dibble Down Chew. Yeah, Kinley. 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 Play the Kinley video. We're taking a break right here. We're going to hear the Kinley video. This is for all y'all out there, just to break it up. No one can't get to save me. No one can't to save me. No one can't get to save me. <laughs> she tells the judges she's singing it in English. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Mariah, Mariah Carey for reference, and then it cuts back to our girl in the audition. There it is. 
Thank you. To libble doo doo doo. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, so yeah, I guess that is uh, the Harry Nilsson original. Yeah. Um, then you got American Pie at number three by okay. Don McLean. I know that one. Uh, Alone Again, Naturally, uh, yeah. Gilbert O'Sullivan, yeah, and then uh, number one, I guess surprise. This doesn't. I, I didn't realize this was such a big song. Uh, Roberta Flack, the first time ever I saw your face. Yeah. Like I knew it was a big song, but like for, to be the number to be one song. above American Pie. I figured American Pie would have mm. won, won that list, but yeah. So so all that despite it's not this, Melanie, right? It's, <laughs> it's not Joe Tex. I gotcha. Um, despite this and the fact that it's had massive staying power as an iconic soul classic and is a pop classic much more so than many of these other songs as we've established uh let's stay together does not appear on the billboard all-time 600 list uh but hey why should it you know what i mean it's it's i mean it's no party all the time by eddie murphy (laughs) which is number 447 (laughs) on billboard all-time 600 it's not pump up the jam by technotronic Uh, or rock me amadeus by falco i do like rock me amadeus well of course you do but it's not let's stay together you know what i'm saying amadeus amadeus we're talking about all-time 600 (laughs) rock me amadeus get out of here party all the time by eddie murphy Oh, we will get answers on this on this billboard list. Uh, what if it's just made up? What if it's like you know how like you can make uh, just like a one with no tag on the top look like a capital L? What if it's b i one one board dot com yeah, making right. this list? That's you know funny. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so weird. That's good. Anyway, a little bit about the song. Uh, according to Rolling Stone, the song was conceived. Uh, musically by co-writers Willie Mitchell and drummer Al Jackson Jr. And then Al Green added lyrics to the tune that Mitchell uh, presented him with. Uh, Rolling Stone says Green didn't really want to record it, but um, but uh, Willie Mitchell convinced him, and the rest of the story kind of goes like this. Listen to this. This is shocking. The, the finished recording, they, they finished recording late on Friday night, okay? Uh, Mitchell pressed the single onto vinyl on Monday. And by Thursday, Al Green was told that the song would be entering the charts at number eight. What? Eight? Yeah. Like, Goodness gracious. That it happened Instant that classic. fast. Within a week. That's amazing. Like, that sounds a lot like today's music landscape where mm-hmm. kind of anything is possible and at lightning speed can yeah. happen. You know what I mean? The, the longest number one single of all time is now Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, <laughs> which started on TikTok. It was yeah. a TikTok video, you know? So, like, it's just... It's weird to think that music in the early 70s could have traveled that fast, that fast for me. Yeah, because, like, how does – it had to be leaked prior. I mean, where somebody – well, there, there wasn't any time that's prior. That's true, because you know it just got pressed. They it, literally pressed it on Monday and started sending it to stations. Man, that's and awesome. then they were like, yeah, this is already a huge hit. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just funny that it, it could happen that fast. But but that we're kind of back to that, the era of singles again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this was a single – and it was only a single, and then it became part of an album. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of back to that now because of the um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The, the, the pace of music these days is just different. It's not – nobody's waiting two years for mm-hmm. you to cut a new album, yeah. you know, which hurts my heart, and we've talked about it before, that we're, we're album people. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're kind of back to the, to the era of singles like that. So anyway, uh, another interesting note. This was apparently – Cut with a live audience in the studio. Oh, Did wow. you see this? I didn't know that. Um, according to an article in Mojo Magazine uh, interviewing Charles Hodges, who was the organist on the record, uh, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, produced- Charles Heron played organ. I'm sorry, Charles Charles, who? Charles Heron played. Oh, organ. maybe I maybe I misread Kenny his Hodges name. played guitar. Could have been oh, okay. So this is a mishmash of okay. So my my source uh, maybe uh, conflated those two. Um, uh, producer and writer uh, Willie Mitchell 
brought in some folks from off the street uh, because he wanted Al to deliver the kind of performance that connected with people. He said, sometimes when you sing about something, if you look at people, you can relate with the song a little more uh, compassionately. You'd be surprised what you can uh, project from that. You feed on what you're looking at. I definitely agree that like a live audience um, brings an extra element you know, to a, to a performer. If you feel like you're having to um, connect directly to people, it just brings something else, you know, something else out of you that the kind of a sterile studio environment can leave out. So, and Al Green is such a performer's performer. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. so, um, like, he makes you feel when he, if you, if you watch him live, he really does make you feel like he's singing directly to you and kind of like you're the important person in the room. That's you good. know what I mean? Um, and he's got the big smile and he's just so, you know, so warm and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and that, I will correct myself. You're right. It is Charles Hodges. Oh, Charles Hodges. Okay. You okay. correct. Okay. I was, I was incorrect. I reversed my names on my handwritten notes. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So, yes. So that was that. Anyway, that story is from uh, Charles Hodges, the organist. Um, so anyway, I think that's super cool. I think I like I want to try that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like next time I record something, I just want to bring a few people in and just see and sing the song sort of to them and see how it changes things. Um, so anyway, I think that's cool. I think what, what would have been funny is because at first I was I thought he was saying like this was a live track. And I was like, I don't hear any people. You know what I mean? But he was just saying. But I don't know if they were behind the glass or if they were in the same room and they just told him be quiet or whatever, you know. You hear like Charlie in the back. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, you got any more notes on the song itself? Or you want to you get into the band? We can meet the band. Let's Go do ahead it. Meet let's, them. let's meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. All right, we're going to meet the band that played on Let's Stay Together with Al Green. Drummer number one, that's right, there's two drummers mm. on this song. Uh, drummer number one, Howard Grimes, tutored by Al Jackson Jr., who we'll okay. mention here in a minute. Um, first performed at age 12 with Rufus Thomas. Um, so, yeah, two drummers. I, don't... I think one's percussion. Okay. You can hear if, you're, if, you, if you listen to the track, and that was one of the things I wanted to mention about this is how the percussion for me really drives this song and i don't know it must be a low um uh conga okay but it's so it it's so low he's playing with his hand that it sounds like yeah i do and it, but he's not doing much of the like the high stuff it's mm-hmm. just it's just uh it almost sounds like a tom okay so one of the and i've seen drummers when it's just a drummer play this live where on two and four when you normally just hit the snare, they'll actually hit the snare and a tom at the same time because that really for me is one of the um, hallmarks of this song is that you get the instead of boom, boom, you get a boom, 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 you, like you kind of get a snare and a tom sound at the same time, and I think it is congas. I think it's percussion that's going okay. on here, or it could be an extra. It could be just an extra set of toms, that, maybe. but it's so consistent throughout that I think it's got to be congas. Okay. Well, he take, gets credited for take uh, a, take a listen take to a it or, under this under this of. verse again. Whatever you want to do is all right with And there's one on the on the two and four with the snare. Pick out. Good ears. That's why they pay me the big bucks to do this podcast. Ears. 
Howard Grimes. Um, we'll give him credit for that other drum part. Yeah, I believe he's a percussion. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Al Jackson Jr., founding member of Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. Great nickname for a drummer, the human timekeeper. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, that's the, that's the name. Um, also played with Bill Withers. I think we talked about him on the Bill Withers episode I before. I'm pretty confident. Uh, played with Wilson Pickett, Leon Russell, Eric Clapton. Aretha Franklin. Um, I'm confident of it because his death story is crazy. Really, well, we is. talked about that. Yeah, um, he was. I know we've talked about it. But we can rehash it. Yeah. Um, he was uh, scheduled to fly from Memphis to Detroit. Um, heard about a reminder on the radio of the Ollie Frazier fight. Yeah, the thriller. Uh, Manila. The thriller Manila, uh, and that was going to be on screen at the Mid South Coliseum. So he was married at the time, but estranged from his wife Barbara Jackson, and she had actually shot him in the chest before, but he hadn't pressed charges. Um, they were in the process of getting divorced. Well, he he attended uh, this fight, and after the fight, he goes home. He comes home, and his wife's not expecting him to come home, um, and he finds intruders in the house, and he was told to get down there on his knees. There he was shot three times around 3 a.m., and Barbara Jackson ran out the bat yelling, for, that's his estranged wife, yelling for help, and she told the police that burglars had tied her up and shot her husband, Police found nothing out of place, and as is, and the man believed to report the trigger um, was apparently had robbed a bank and uh, told him to meet at Al Jackson's house. Long story, it's a crazy story. Yeah, um, it turned out that it was uh, the boyfriend of Barbara Jackson. So um, he actually cl- killed a police officer and then came after the battle. And so that's crazy. Yeah, so comes weird. home to find his wild story. Yeah, it's nuts. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He's supposed to be on a plane out of town. Yeah, um, Al Jackson Jr. Drummer, great drummer. Do you have anything you want to touch on him? I know you mentioned. Just I, I saw an interesting note on him um, that so uh, he was playing here for High Records, the, the record label uh, Willie Willie Mitchell's uh, label was uh, was High Records, and um, but he also did some uh, work with Stack Studios, the legendary Memphis studio that we've talked about a couple times before, and um, and that's where Booker T and the MGs came out of Stax. But he was the uh, he was the first Stax Studio session musician to have a weekly salary. He was making so much money as a live player that he was reluctant. They were trying to get him to come, you know, just be like a regular studio cat. And um, but he was reluctant to because he was making good money playing live. So they gave him a guaranteed weekly salary. Do you have uh, the amount? Be, I don't know. That would be, uh, that would be interesting fifteen dollars, right? That's yeah. Okay. Uh, he still worked outside Stacks playing on other records such as this one, but became a, a staple there at Stacks and then Booker T and the MGs and what? That's awesome. That's a neat tie-in to the next person, the bass player on this, Leroy Flick Hodges, which is a great name for a bass player. <laughs> Flick, I think that's so cool. Um, he played with Booker T and the MGs and also Bobby Rush, so he was their bass player. Yeah. Um, Charles, who I mentioned, Heron, it is Charles Hodges. I was, uh, I guess Heron was his middle name, uh, played with Albert Collins and Boz Skaggs. He's the organ player. Don't sleep on those organ parts behind, yeah. man. They hold it together really tastily. Um, on guitar, Teeny Hodges, another guitar player, or another Hodges, uh, played guitar with Isaac Hayes, Annie Lennox, and Tom Jones. Uh, the horn section, Wayne Jackson on trumpet. I uh, was in a group called the Marquis, did stuff with Elvis Presley, Neil Diamond, and Dusty Springfield. On tenor sax, Andrew Love was Jimmy Buffett's main sax player, uh, Doobie Brothers and Robert Cray. Um, there was other horn players on that that played as well, but they're not as notable. Um, Ed Logan also played tenor sax, James Mitchell on baritone sax, and Jack Hale on trombone. Backing vocals, Charles Chalmers, Donna Rhodes, and Sandra Rhodes. So that's the Meet the Band section. Yeah. The, everything about this, there's nothing that gets lost in this mix. Um, 
it's it's such a to quote Will Smith, it's a soft, subtle mix, right? Uh, and if it ain't broke, then don't try. Don't to try fix to fix it. it. Go back and listen to Summertime. Yeah, that's uh, right. Season an episode maybe one or two. It would have been the summer when we yeah, dropped it. Was it. In the summer, yeah, it was we in the summertime. A, we did a whole summer episode. Anyway, uh, I mean a whole, a whole summer month. Um, but it, everything about this song is sort of soft and subtle. You know what I mean? Um, not to overuse those words, but like it's it's a chill song. Uh, it could have easily been, and it kind of turns into this live. When I've seen him, when I've seen him do it live, it turns into a bigger production with a little more energy. But in the studio, they kept it chill. Um, and one of the reasons that I read that Al Green didn't like it originally and didn't want to put it out, which just seems insane now, yeah. you know what I mean? But he he originally was against putting it out because he didn't like the softness of his falsetto on the chorus. Um, he thought it sounded weak and thin. But um, they were like, no, man, it's cool. It's going to work, you know. And obviously, it did. Um, not, I mean, not enough to make the Billboard all-time <laughs> 600, but or the top ten of seventy-two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, you go. You know, by the end, there's a little more energy, but a lot of it is coming from the background singers and the horns mm-hmm. being in Bam! together. And it pops, yeah, yeah. Um, he never goes like full-throated. Let's. It's he just just keeping it. You know, mm. it's just like sexy and cool. It's crazy, sexy, cool, if you will. <laughs> um, and uh, it's that's and that's one of the things I read uh, from an interview with Questlove uh, from The Roots. He was talking about that Al Green is like a um, that he never overdoes it. That he always he always builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and gets to a big place, but that he never blows it too soon. You know what I mean? He never. Uh, like shows you everything he's got right out the gate. He makes you wait for it. And, uh, and then it's just sort of, you know, like a chef getting all the ingredients together at the right moment to make the thing just right. That that's Al Green as a vocalist, that he, he is uh, subtle and then builds to the right spot and doesn't just hit you from the start with everything. I like you know it. Let's, let's touch a little on Albert Leonis Green then since he's let's in, do the, it. in the band section. I want to do this first. Okay. I want to do this first since I want to get the, the, 800-pound gorilla out of the room. Okay. Okay, on Al Green. And I did not know this uh, until, and so this really kind of bummed me out, but I want to get the sad stuff out of the way. <clears throat> but I didn't know this. But Al Green was accused and admitted to uh, to, to a certain degree under oath uh, of being horribly abusive to his wife. Um, this was after his conversion to Christianity and after his buying of the full gospel gospel tabernacle, which I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about in just a moment. Um, and he was... Certainly not without his own trauma. His previous girlfriend in 1974 uh, had barged in on him in the shower. She threw a pot of scalding hot grits on him, burning him so badly that he spent months in the hospital recovering. Um, Do you know why she did that? Because he refused to marry her, but she was already married with three kids. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't She's know crazy, that. I, I so. the, the article she that I read up, that said She ended was, up committing suicide. That's what the, yeah. she immediately then, she took his revolver and shot herself to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later, three years later, he does get married to Shirley Green in 77. Mm-hmm. The day after he gets married, uh, his father died suddenly of a heart attack. At, and and his wife, Shirley, said it, that's when the abuse began, mm-hmm. that, that day after their wedding. Um, her accounts are horrific and not the sort of thing that we really get into here, except to say that it shouldn't be ignored. And in no way is our like lighthearted coverage of the song intended to be a, a glossing over a whitewashing of this kind of thing. If you're in an abusive domestic relationship, 
please do the right thing for yourself and get out. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to change. She's not going to change. But by the grace of, and mercy of God, and it's not dependent on you to make that happen. Um, Al Green is flawed like all of us, and he was clearly abusive to his wife, and that's not okay. Don't be like that. Be good to people, especially if you espouse the name of Jesus. Be better. Get deliverance. Get counseling. Get treatment. Whatever you got to do. That being said, let's get? talk about Al Green. Okay, cool. Okay. He, he, uh, yeah, um, became an ordained pastor. How about that? Turned to gospel music. Yeah. Then back to Yikes. secular music in 88 with uh, <clears throat> with a little put a love, little love in your heart with Annie Lennox. Um, he's done stuff with John Legend recently, Corinne Bailey Ray, who I know Rob likes. He does stuff, Corinne Bailey Ray. did stuff with Marvin Gaye. Let's Stay Together and Take Me to the River are actually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, this song is also used in Pulp Fiction, Higher Learning, and How to Lose a Guy yeah. in 10 Days. It's all over the place. Um, I wanted to play a little game because he is a reverend, okay. so this will be a little bit more lighthearted. Okay, I'm going to yeah. give you three people, and you're going to tell me which of these is a reverend. Is a reverend. They're known for other things, but I'm going to give you three people. I think the first one should hopefully be okay. – okay, boxers. we got Joe Frazier, okay. George Foreman, Buster Douglas. One of those is a reverend. Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Buster Douglas. I'm going to go George Foreman. It's George Foreman. Yeah, yeah wow. I thought everybody knew he was a pastor. Yeah, George I Foreman. Didn't, I didn't know pastor. that, but it, it just seemed yeah. – okay. George Foreman. That's a good one. Okay, we'll go uh, Russell Brand, Tom Hanks, Bob Barker. <laughs> Not in the same vein. I badly want it to be Bob Barker. I feel like it's probably Russell Brand. It is Russell Brand, and when dating Katy Perry, her parents are Pentecostal – Ministers, Pastor, ministers, yeah. and he became an ordained minister while dating Katy Perry. Interesting. So Russell Brand. Okay, number three, last one. Okay. Lady Gaga, Emma Stone, Chris Jenner. Uh, wow. Um, Lady Gaga, Emma Stone, Chris Jenner. Okay. I want it to be Emma Stone. Okay. I feel like it's probably going to be Chris Jenner. Trick question, all three. Oh, Ordained wow. ministers. What? Lady Gaga, Emma Stone, and Chris Jenner. Reverends. Okay. Do you call females reverends? They're ordained Yeah, ministers. it's all reverends. It's all yeah, reverends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reverend. mm-hmm. There you go. That's your, you did pretty well. Wow. Yeah, you did, okay. good. You did good. You got me. You got me on that, that one for sure. Right? Who, who yeah. knew that? There you go. Um, Al Green, reverend. Yeah, he's the reverend Al Green. How about that? Um, and it's, we've talked about him before, not, uh, we haven't covered any of his songs before, but episode we did talk to one. him all the way back, season one, Reverend episode Green. one. Uh, Be glad to see you. That's right. Uh, Mark Cohn talked about, talked about him in, uh, walking Memphis and he, and he literally, he went to the full gospel tabernacle while he was visiting, uh, Memphis and, and talked about the experience. If you want to hear more of that, go, go listen to season one, episode one. And uh, we like to think we've gotten a little better since episode one. Yeah, you know, so, a lot of people are like, yeah, we, li- we listened to your first episode. Like, please keep going. That's right. Just keep on going. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was good. But I feel like we've really come into ourselves, you know, <laughs> more since then. Um, Thank you guys for sticking with us for 101 plus. 100, it's 102. That's right. 102, 102. right here. Um, I got just a few more few more notes on this. Just things that hit me as I'm as I'm listening through it. Um First of all, the intro is iconic. The intro immediately puts you into a place. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your whatever place you're in turns into a a party, not like a rager, <laughs> but like a um it's a mixer? It, it's all yeah, kind of a mixer. Yeah. It's like there's just people walking around with solo cups. Uh-huh. Nobody's getting crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Light it's conversation. Just, it's fun. Just listen to this. Yeah, good yeah. conversation. This is playing on vinyl. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? 
a lot of pointing going on. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, guy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good. You know, it just feels good. <laughs> um, the chord progression on this is really interesting. It kind of okay. keeps you guessing the way that it um, – <clears throat> It's 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 not predictable. It's an unpredictable chord progression, um, and um, especially that the fourth chord and then the, the the ones following. Take a listen to this. That's a one chord in F. I'm so in love with you. Six chord. Six. But four chord B flat. Want to do. Then come we've got a B flat over Get D flat. B flat minor over D flat. Right? That's a surprise. You know what I'm saying? And it's three, two, one, seven minor, six minor. Really unusual sort of. There it goes. Three minor, six minor. Anyway. Um, and then the chorus, when it, when it finally does get to the chorus, it goes two full verses before we get to the chorus. And the chorus starts on a two minor chord. And then it goes to Which a th- be G minor, G minor chord, and then goes to a three minor chord. It's not very like definite, you know what I mean? It's it's still just sort of everything just kind of floating through, and you know it's mingling, and you know it, I don't know. It's really interesting. It's just it it just kind of keeps you guessing. Um, and okay, I want to I do want to make mention of one of the best um, for me, most iconic like ad-lib sort of alternate melody moments of all time. And that's, okay. the, that's the, uh, the second verse here. Ooh, loving you forever. Right here on what I need. Is what I need. The faces I make when that comes on. Dude, I mean, that is just filthy, filthy vocal intuition from him. Uh, just, oh, so good, man. Um, I will be the witness. The faces were nasty. Yeah, right. Made. Like you can't, you can't just, Smile you can't and try snap. and sing that with a normal face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to contort your face to make that happen. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just so good. Um, again, the 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 just the chillness of the whole song, the temptation for most in- instrumentalists, drummers especially. Uh, and producers would be to make the chorus real big, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But they just listen, listen back to one more time on the chorus. Listen to his first chorus, and you were talking about it, it's so subtle, you almost don't know it's the chorus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was um, telling him. I don't think we were recording. We were just kind of talking. Like, it, it, if you don't know the song, it's tough to tell when it goes fir- verse to chorus. It yeah. just kind of runs into each other, right? Because there's no dynamic build. Yeah, exactly. If there was, if this was being produced now. There would be the horns would enter in there, and exactly it would be yes. There would be something to signify this is the chorus, but uh, but literally it's just him and he's singing. Listen to his word "let's." Listen to how vulnerable his voice is here. He doesn't put any power behind it. It's it's so chill. not even any background vocals in yet you know what i mean right there's when they come in with like a little <laughs> and that's it you know what i'm saying like it's so it's just so chill and it it just builds it simmers is what it does the that's whole good. song simmers and then by the end of it it's it's a it builds to a little something but it's just it's just so good um 
Uh, just one more note from me, and then okay. I don't know what else you got. But I'm good. Uh, I got to look in at the mix artist for this song, um, and I just want to kind of note the interesting career of Terry Manning for a second. Okay. He, he mixed this song uh, and some of his more noteworthy accomplishments. Power forward for the Jayhawks is Danny Manning. Dan- yeah, nah, yeah. Ones, okay. um, he, uh, Terry Manning mixed at Stax Records in Memphis. Uh, he mixed iconic songs like this one. He mixed uh, I'll Take You There by the Staple Singers, oh, yeah. Respect Yourself. You know, and others. Then he worked at Abbey Road. Um, he started Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas with the founder of Island Records, uh, and he ran it for 20 years. Then he had a successful, successful photography career. He, or I guess not then, just at, across the same time period. He he photographed Hendrix, Chuck Berry, a ton of other significant artists. He's one of the last people to photograph Martin Luther King Jr. Dude, that's uh, he, awesome. Like the day before he was he's assassinated. He's just around. He's yeah. the guy that's around everything. Yeah, and he's good at everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, he's had art exhibits of his work. He runs marathons. He was ranked 19th nationally in racquetball. What? <laughs> he's a pilot. <laughs> like, uh, and of course. The guy he, does everything. Yeah. And of course he has a degree in exactly what you would expect, political science and history. Oh, my gosh. So uh, that's Terry Manning, mix artist. That's uh, awesome. For this song, really. That's so cool. Really interesting. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, man, if that's it, I think we're going to get out. This one's short and sweet, man, soft and subtle, good. like that's, Al Green's. That's right, man. Like Al Green's happy vocal February, delivery. Happy Black History Month, everyone. That's right. Happy Valentine's Month. That's right. Happy, uh, yeah. happy days. Happy days. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, burning all week with you. Is that right? I don't know. It's something <laughs> it's like close that. Enough, Fonz. I don't know, man. You know, Fonz. Fonz. Hey, there we are. There we all are. right. Hey, it's uh, been a while since we had a special guest stop by, Henry <laughs> Winkler. Thank you <laughs> yes, for stopping right. off. It's good Henry to see Winkler, you. That's right. Uh, oh, I just want to note that this is also an episode of uh, uh, an episode title of one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Thirty Rock has an episode called "Let's Stay Together." It's funny. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it because nobody cares. But Thirty <laughs> Rock, let's stay together. There we go. And man, JP, let's stay together. Yeah, let's keep doing let's this. Let's do it. They I'm so in you, love with you. They said if you make yeah. it past fifty. Yeah. Uh, of podcasts that you're 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 in it. We've so. now done twice We've that. Double it. We're so. stuck with each other. We're for not a, going anywhere, guys. For a long time. And y'all are stuck with us. Thanks Thank for hanging you. out with us. Thanks so. for hanging out. Thanks for listening to everybody, wherever you are, and however you're accessing the show. We want to say thanks. Join our online communities. Uh, Facebook group is is kind of the hot place. I expected it to be Twitter, but I, honestly, most of the interaction we have with our fans comes on Facebook. So check us out at facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod, or you can just search for the group name, which is great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, but you can always hit us up on Twitter at uh, great song pod. I'm at worship nerd. JP's at penny trader 10. Um, and you can find us on Instagram as well at great song pod. And uh, man, Got more good stuff for you next week. I'm actually particularly excited about next week's song. Y'all don't know what's coming. Won't like, give this it is, away. This but is a, yeah, you'll be like, what? I, get, I guarantee you, next week's song is going to be the cutest song that we've done so far. And you guys are going to be, people our age, like our friends are going to be like, yeah. yes. yes. Thank you for reminding me of That's that. That's right. Thank Absolutely. You for, I, I forgot how much I like that one. Yeah. So, little teaser. We'll see you next week. Greatsongpodcast.com for all your uh, uh, subscribing and uh, merch needs. Pick yourself up a t shirt. That kind of thing if you'd like to support the show in that way. And until then, we'll see you next week. I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.